up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 88.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I'll ride with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry back in the studio here with you. Back for today's edition, back for Thursday's edition of the uh, starting lineup. And we're here hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Of course, uh, coming up, we got lots to uh, get into, lots to uh, talk about over the last couple of days uh, as we were out at the uh, birthday bash mm-hmm. yesterday, a successful day there at uh, Kirby Foods, there for WCRC birthday uh, bash, but we're back and we're back ready to go and unleash our sports takes. We got a lot to uh, get into because the uh, Stanley Cup and the hockey season is over. Stanley Cup Finals came to a close the other night, so mm-hmm. we'll definitely be hitting up on that. We'll be hitting up on everything uh, that happened in uh, Major League Baseball the last couple of days, including, uh, yikes, yesterday, Cardinals. What are you doing? Blowing that game there. Mm-hmm. Strike away. <sighs> a strike away, and the Cardinals I find a way to you, lose. Travis. Yes. And so and there's uh, all sorts of uh, finger pointing all around Cardinal Nation on Cardinals Twitter. And, well, the, car- the uh, players uh, seem to uh, respond to at least uh, some of the uh, criticism of who is to blame for the uh, badness that is the St. Louis Cardinals. So we'll definitely be uh, touching on that as well. And we'll hit up on uh, some uh, college athletics as well. As we saw that the uh, Big Ten schedule in 2024 was revealed with the addition of USC and UCLA. Well, yesterday the SEC came out with their uh, schedule for the 2024 uh, season. And that, of course, uh, sees Texas and Oklahoma Uh in there as well. So we'll see who uh, Texas and Oklahoma matches up with in their first seasons in the big boy league, the SEC as we'll see if uh, who gets, who draws Texas and who drew Oklahoma there and all the rest of the SEC intriguing matchups uh, there as well. And we just got 
lots of things to uh, get to, and we'll uh, if we can't get to them here on the Treasure Show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And of course, you find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and check it out on the website fmradio.com as well all right so uh we have a two days worth of uh, sports to get to here today so uh let's get it started and let's hit it up with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we are starting off in hockey. We're starting off in the uh, Stanley Cup. We had a first-time champion with the uh, Denver Nuggets. And we have a first-time champion. We knew it was guaranteed either Florida or Vegas. But it was the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights uh, getting the win in uh, five games, winning the uh, Stanley Cup. And uh, they did it in impressive fashion. They jumped out to the early lead, a two to near zero, and then they just poured it on. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, was, after I saw there was the seventh goal in the third period, I was yep. like, "Stop it!" Yeah, they're already done. Just end it. They're already dead. <laughs> oh stop goodness. it! And they didn't stop. Uh, they ended up getting a nine. Nine spot in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> nine to three was the uh, final. The captain, Mark Stone, for uh, Vegas, of course, with nine goals scored. You would expect someone to get a hat trick, and that's what Mark Stone mm-hmm. did. Uh, he got a hattie in the uh, clinching game, and uh, Vegas wins their first uh, Stanley Cup in uh, only their sixth, seventh yep. season in existence. I think, it, I think six, right? Yeah. Because the owner, when he started this franchise – said, within six years, we're going to win a Stanley Cup. Mm, and he was right. Right on the money. Right yeah. on the dot. They almost did it their first year. Yeah. But right on the dot. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Travis, convincing, convincing yeah. fashion. This one wasn't close ever. No. And this series really wasn't close ever. I know Florida got a game. But other than that, it's felt like Vegas has dominated this series the whole time. Yeah, game one was was close for two periods. For two periods, not for the whole game. Yeah. It just it even if the score doesn't say it, it just felt like Vegas was in control of this series. Yeah. So congratulations to the Knights. I know you got some former blues who are on that Knights team, Travis. Mm-hmm. We have now two-time Stanley Cup champions, yep. Alex yep. Petrangelo, as he was the first to touch the cup at the Blues mm-hmm. clinching uh, in 2019, and uh, Barbashev uh, as well, picking up his uh, Stanley Cup, second yep. Stanley Cup as well. And uh, so Barbashev even scored a goal in mm-hmm. the uh, nine-goal affair there the other night. So, uh, yep, I was uh, super happy uh, for them, and, I mean, hey, they – Blues shipped them off, so yep. uh, they'll go wherever they play. And um, yeah, I was just happy that uh, at least they are having fun. Well, and Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're more of a hockey guy than I am. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it just a year ago the Knights traded off Marc Andre Fleury, and everyone thought, "What is going on in Vegas?" Yeah, like he's he's yeah. been our goaltender the entire time. He's been the guy, and they traded him to, I believe, Chicago. Mm-hmm. for a cup of coffee there but that was kind of like oh 
you know, maybe Vegas is going through a rebuild or whatever, and then here we are a year later, they're the Stanley right. Cup champs. Yeah, I was going to say they also got rid of their uh, head coach during yep. that yep. time as well. And For his one season, he didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And we, we, at the time, I remember us sitting here talking, going, one season, you don't make the playoffs, and that's enough to fire a guy? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. So I apologize to the Vegas Golden Knights because <laughs> you knew what you were doing. I did not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they got Bruce Cassidy to be uh, behind the bench there, and he was a former Bruins mm-hmm. uh, coach who got dismissed in, in his uh, first season as a, a Golden Knights coach or second season. or I think it was his uh, first season. Mm-hmm. Um, gets the uh, Stanley Cup champion now. And, Travis, you, I know – Knowing you, I know you could not have been happier in the fact that two South Florida teams made the championship games and yeah. neither one is walking away with anything. Yeah, exactly. They come out empty-handed. It's a shame. It's a shame. Couldn't happen to nicer Couldn't fan base. Couldn't have happened to a nicer area. I know. Than Florida. Hey, but if anyone has like free things they want to take us to Florida, I'm down for it. So. I mean, yeah, I just won't go to your sporting events. Like right, no, I didn't other, say that. All the rest of your fans. I mean, I'll go so. to a Rays game because no Rays fans show up. So well, Yeah, I mean, they just, they're probably selling them at the supermarket. Yeah. For, yeah. for that matter. So I'll even take in a decent Marlins game. <laughs> yeah, they're actually doing uh, doing well. Hey, <sighs> Skip Schumacher. Yep. Doing well. I was going to say, I think they're doing better than a certain team uh, they are. down the road. <laughs> they are. I think they're in the second wild card spot Yeah. the last time I looked. 38 so. and 31. They're doing better than both of our teams. Uh, of course, uh, Mark Stone was the uh, captain, as per tradition, gets to uh, touch the cup mm-hmm. uh, first. And then uh, he handed off to actually the uh, original six from the uh, Golden Knights uh, inception uh, season uh, there. So that was uh, nice to see all those guys get to. Uh, stick around with the team and be able to uh, lift the cup there in Vegas. That's another thing uh, that we talked about uh, a couple of days ago about clinching on home ice. And it's always more special uh, when you can do it there at home. And that's exactly uh, what Vegas did. And uh, Jonathan Marsalt, he ended up being the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy Award winner, awarded to the playoff MVP. At one point, he had a 10-game point streak. Um, so he had a great postseason and capping it off there with the Conn Smythe Trophy uh, for him. Yeah, and you know, Travis, you you mentioned you know not just on home ice, but any any team that can clinch at home, it's always so special. Mm-hmm. And so again, Vegas doing what they needed to do, getting what needed to be done done, and you know, I is this a, a one year thing, Travis? I know it's hard to repeat in any sport. But could you see Vegas repeating next year? Uh, I mean, it would be easy to say yes, but I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think a lot of things happened this year, and they kind of were the Nuggets in a way, in a sense that they kind of did it. I mean, no real flash, no mm-hmm. real flair for the dramatics. Really, just kind of came into the ice every night and right. took care of business and. Uh, just ended up winning, but I don't think this uh, Knights team is kind of built for uh, the dynasty right. uh, aspect that you would that you would see. So, um, I mean, right now, I, I would say probably not. Was it a case of everything just falling right for them in this postseason, as far as yeah. teams getting eliminated when they got eliminated? You know, I I right. still say that Boston 
at least on paper, is probably the best team last year, you know, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would probably say even, you know, Toronto was probably as close to Vegas, you know, take on the way from Vegas, 51 and 22 and, and nine on the season, 111 points, which was the most in the Western Conference. But I, I still think people would say the Avalanche are a better team than Vegas was. Yeah. And they just got eliminated before, you know, by my Kraken. That's right. That's who's winning the cup next year, Travis. Get ready. <laughs> Possibly. They may have put some things together. Kraken or bust. Here we go. <laughs> maybe. Maybe uh, found something. Or the Blackhawks uh, return. There. Oh, yeah. Exactly. With uh, Connor Bedard. Yes. Uh, they're just waiting to get drafted. Just waiting. Uh, to uh, Chicago. Uh, there also uh, Aaron Hill was uh, big in the uh, postseason uh, for uh, Vegas. I talked about when the series started about that uh, they started uh, four goaltenders this season and did Vegas and uh, they finally uh, found the guy that fit the best in Aiden Hill there and uh, he ended up being pretty good in the uh, final game as well. I know that uh, Florida did pick up a couple of goals. I think it was garbage time goals uh, there and uh, we also talked about the other day uh, about the status of Matthew Kachuk coming into this one about him being uh, questionable. He in, uh, didn't end up going in the uh, game five, mm-hmm. so uh, that was a big setback for the uh, Panthers and probably one of the reasons why uh, they didn't do so well uh, there without their main guy in uh, right. Matthew Kachuk. Uh, there, as I thought, I saw something about that he had a bruised sternum or something mm. uh, that kept him out. So he was uh, really uh, battling. Yeah, he suffered a broken sternum in Game Three of the Stanley Cup Finals. They say so. Yeah. Uh, really toughed it out and tried to gird it out, but uh, couldn't well, you're go. A hockey player. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but couldn't go in Game Five. So. Uh, Vegas, they are Stanley Cup uh, champions, and uh, they uh, won it against the uh, Panthers. And also another thing that I saw that I don't know if this is really concerning or not, but uh, the uh, Stanley Cup final, the ratings were in, and it was the least watched uh, Stanley Cup final Mm -hmm. since uh, 2017, Mm. I saw. That's not good. No, it was the... Uh, least watched Stanley Cup Finals since 2007 when the Senators and Ducks were in it. And also you can uh, count that too. Uh, in previous years, Stanley Cup Final usually are on NBC. Right. Last year it was on a combination of ABC and ESPN, and uh, this year it was just strictly on TNT. So right. it wasn't a channel that obviously is cable. So. Right. And also, like if you're on NBC and if you're on ESPN – you're on ESPN Plus. You're on Peacock, probably at the same time. Well, that before though. Right, but what I'm saying is, like now, like yeah. if if they would be on NBC, they'd probably would have been on Peacock as well at the same time. Whereas TNT doesn't have a streaming platform. Right. So that is a entire. You know, we talk about cord cutters and stuff like that, and people who don't have cable anymore, they have no way to watch this live. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have to watch it after the fact, and at that, I mean, who's going back and watching live sports? Probably not. Probably not very many. Not very many. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of a bummer to hear that I was one of the least watched since 2007. So. Well, and again, you talk. You know what, Travis? I'll also say it's because Florida was there. You talk about a fan base that isn't <laughs> very supportive. 
and is fickle and, you know, hot and cold and everything like that, you know Vegas fans were going to go to the games, and when they couldn't get there, they were going to watch. Yeah. I don't think Florida fans, especially considering how this series went, I think if this game, this series goes six or even seven games, I think the ratings would have been better. Yeah. Like I said, it felt like Vegas was in control the entire series. Right, and yeah, it also could play into the Vegas market and the Panthers market mm-hmm. uh, there and didn't really have the star-studded uh, marquee stars that you would probably yep. uh, like to see uh, either. So uh, big bummer on to the uh, ratings, but it's uh, onward and upward for hockey and the season that was for the uh, St. Louis Blues. You can officially put it behind us. can it. put it to bed and can uh, put it uh, behind us and just uh, move on to uh, hopefully uh, greener pastures. I still think, Travis, now correct me if I'm wrong, the St. Louis Blues will still go down in history as the longest Stanley Cup champions of all time. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, my favorite thing to do, it's not 24 oh, hours yeah, after right. the – uh, confetti fell or the uh, uh, first time that they raised the cup but the uh, 20, uh, 20 24 odds are out and uh, the Colorado Avalanche are some sportsbooks betting favorites to uh, take the cup next year plus 800 the Toronto Maple Leafs would be plus 1100 Edmonton third tied I guess with uh, Toronto plus 1100 but uh, the Devils are actually the fourth best odds plus 1300 and Boston and Vegas are right there as well with plus 1300 as well. Currently, if you want some entertainment on the Blackhawks, they're plus 9,000, and the Blues are plus 5,500. Uh, longest odds are the uh, Sharks and Anaheim Ducks. Mm. So Anaheim Ducks have the uh, longest odds, but couldn't get the number one draft pick. Nope. The worst record it's in the rigged. league. We talked about that. Of course. That. We, yeah, mm. we've already been through this. Uh, there so uh, there you go hockey season uh, comes to a close as Vegas wins their first ever championship and I'm sure the town has yet to stop partying oh, and yeah. celebrating the Stanley Cup uh, win so uh, congratulations to uh, Vegas uh, Petrangelo Barbashev and all of the uh, Golden Knights the original six as well from the team's first year in 2017 so uh, we put hockey to bed and we put it to a close and we turn the page to a uh, next season. And there's at least one area team that would want to uh, put the season to bed and turn the page. Well, uh, that's the St. Louis Cardinals. And we'll talk about them in Major League Baseball coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. 
Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PeakinInsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Stranded on the side of the road and need a mechanic fast? Or getting ready to go to work or home from work and your car won't start? Call LNC Roadside Service and Repair. They'll come to you. If it's mechanical, they'll fix it. If it's a flat tire or if you need new tires, new brakes, need a tow, LNC Roadside Service and Repair can help. They will come to you and get you back on the road 24 hours a day. Serving Effingham and surrounding counties, call LNC Roadside Service and Repair day or night at 217-663-0213. Cromwell Media Effingham is currently dealing with a low power issue due to our tower being hit by lightning. This is affecting WCRC at the moment. You can listen to your favorite Cromwell Media stations at FEMRadio.com by downloading the free FEM Radio app or your smart speaker. Again, this is something we are aware of and are working as fast as we can to get it corrected. We apologize for any inconvenience and truly appreciate you being a loyal listener of Cromwell Media Effingham. Thank you. Looking for delicious food and a great atmosphere? You need to visit the Iron Saddle Ranch in Salem. They have everything on the menu imaginable with mouth-watering specials featured daily. Last of the kids in on Tuesdays as they eat free. One child per adult. And Wednesdays is all-you-can-eat spaghetti. Restaurant hours are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday with the restaurant closed Mondays. Round data for a Father's Day brunch from 10.30 to 2.30 on June 18th. Get more info on Facebook. Giddy up to the Iron Saddle Ranch, 3734 Cross Road in Salem. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, you've got an oil change coming up. Consider STP Conventional to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Get the complete job done at the right price at any of our 6,200 stores or on AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. And now, already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Jeff Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here. And a game that you heard yesterday afternoon, it was the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and the uh, San Francisco uh, Giants completing uh, their uh, series there. And boy, oh boy, this looked like it was going to be a uh, Cardinal winner. Until it wasn't. This team just finds different ways to lose games every single day. As the uh, Giants end up winning in extras. 8-5 to five in 10 innings. One strike away there in the ninth inning to get out of it. And then the uh, Giants tie it up there in the ninth inning. And, and your boy. My guy. Your guy. Steven Matz, of Gives course. Three runs in the 10th. Of course, in the 10th inning, uh, Steven Matz would give up those runs. So just everybody come around. Uh, yeah, it's just that home run there in the ninth inning to uh, tie it up at uh, five. And that was uh, Gallegos there blowing a save. Travis, this game yesterday is the 14th time this season that the St. Louis Cardinals lost the game after leading by multiple runs. Not just a run. Leading by multiple runs. That wow. is 14 games. If you added those 14 games back into your record, Travis, and took them out of losses and made those wins, you guys are leading the Central. Mm. That kind of stings. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most in MLB. Uh, well, it looked uh, good uh, in the second inning when uh, Tommy Edmond hit that grand slam to put the cards up uh, four to two. The Giants did make it a little closer. There in the uh, seventh, when it was uh, five to three, and then that was really where it stood until the uh, ninth, and Cardinals had it five to three, and then we know what happened. They blew it, and the Giants come in and get the sweep. Now, Travis, if you remember back about a month ago, you guys were on your little win streak, playing some good baseball, and I remember saying at that point in time, yes but you're beating the Cubs, and you're beating the Red Sox. And you took two out of three from the Brewers, which was great. And you took three out of four from the Dodgers, which, again, is good. And you split a series with Cleveland, or with Cincinnati. And then I said, all right, you got Cleveland, Kansas City. Those should be wins. You got Pittsburgh. Who knows? Pittsburgh playing well this season. Then Texas, Cincinnati, San Francisco. These should all be wins until the end of June. And then you have to deal with, you know, the, the Mets here in the middle of the, the year. And then, you know, Houston, New York coming up at the end of the month before the All-Star break. You guys could go on a run and have some success. And you're losing to the teams you should be beating. And you're beating the teams you shouldn't be. Yeah. That's uh, that seems to be the Cardinals mo there. <laughs> I, mm. at one point, at what point are we getting that we need to do something different? Twenty-seven and forty-two. Well, according to the players, Travis, there is none. Because <sighs> last night, Paul Goldschmidt said in a article to the st louis post dispatch that's pretty simple we have to play better we haven't played good enough to win and that's why we are losing games you can't blame the coaching staff when we don't perform 
We are the ones out there playing. We have not performed as good as we need to. We have not played better than the teams we are playing against. It hasn't been good enough, and they have beaten us. We are the ones out there playing, and we haven't done a good enough job. Nolan Arenado would add, we just don't execute. That's just what it comes down to. We don't execute. I can see why that's a topic because it's easy to blame Marmol and the staff. Easy to blame them. I can't think of a coaching staff that tries to get us more prepared. All of them. They work their butts off, and we just don't execute. I think it's the players. You can pinpoint the coaches all you want, but it's the players. It's us as a group. We don't execute. Marmol would also say at some point, you've got to do something about it. You get punched in the face, punch back. But he told reporters he does not plan to hold a team meeting after the loss on Wednesday. So uh, why would you? Yeah. And Adam Wainwright sums it up by saying, unfortunately, we are not holding up our end of the bargain. Marmol is pushing us. He's challenging us. He's positive when he needs to be, but he's also telling us this is not acceptable. What more can a manager do? This is on the players. This is not on the coaches and the manager. And it's also on the uh, front office as well for giving Ollie this roster as well. So, Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But Travis, right now, I don't know what you do if you are the Cardinals. Like right now, midseason, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do. Because I think it's a combination of the front office, like you said. It is the manager. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, someone has to take responsibility or take, you know, consequence for this record. He's the one putting the pitchers out there who are blowing these leads. Like, are the players performing as much as they need to? No, that's why I think you can also blame the players. All three facets are what make a good team. And right now, all three are failing. Yeah. But you can't pinpoint one person and say it's on them. They tried that already. It's Mm -hmm. not Wilson Contreras. Yeah, He hasn't been holding up his end at the batting, you know, hitting. I'll agree with you on that. But he's not the only one. Yeah, exactly. So, at this point, Travis, and I was actually looking at this, and, and I think we briefly talked about it. If you are the Cardinals right now, right now as we sit, what do you do? You say clean house. You say you have nothing tradable. You have nothing no one else wants. Yeah, that You don't is have the, the young guys in the farm system that have proven to be major league stars that anyone would be willing to give you anything for. What do you do? Uh, yeah, there is a, a few prospects uh, down there, but uh, I definitely agree with you and see what you're saying about the uh, trading pieces, the players that are here at the major league level. Yeah. And, uh, uh other teams trying to acquire uh, them because there's really the only two options. You uh, clean up the front office and uh, have uh, Mozeliak step down and step away from baseball operations. You have Ollie be uh, fired at some point, which I would, I would be shocked if he lasted the whole season. And the other option is to be sellers at the trade deadline and sell some of the players away, but who are, the team's going to be willing to take a yeah who, shot who at you, like who, guys like Tyler O'Neill, who's going to trade for him? Is it, yeah, uh, Jack Flaherty. We can unload his contract because uh, he's going to be a free agent after the end of the season. But, but is he performing well enough to where a contending exactly. team is going to want to trade a key piece of maybe. their farm system for him? You'd hope. You'd hope if you're the Cardinals. Maybe not. But again, I haven't seen. There is not a player like, for example, and I'm. 
again, I'm going to use the Cubs because I can use the Cubs because I know more about the Cubs than the Cardinals. Marcus Stroman is our trade chip. He has had a great year. I know we are going to get calls on Marcus Stroman. We're probably going to get calls on on Stroman, and I would probably figure maybe Madrigal, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Possibly Bellinger if he comes back from being injured. But I know those are probably three guys that will get calls on. I don't know, Cardinals, who you're getting calls for that you would be willing to trade. Yeah. Well, there's one rumor out there. There is one nuclear option What's that, that has been Travis? thrown around. What's that? Paul Goldschmidt. See, that's... his contract is up next season, and he's like 36. Yep. Coming off an MVP year. But again, yeah. He hasn't been playing like an MVP candidate. But how can you do? How can you trade away a, a guy that just won the MVP? Because Travis, that's that's like the worst won. case scenario. Right now, nuclear option. Right now, I looked this up and that I have this up right now, Travis. Insane to do. The Cardinals have a thirteen point four percent chance to make the playoffs. That yeah, is, it's not happening. That that yeah, that is the third best in the NL Central. They do have the second best odds in the NL Central to win the World Series, though, at 0.8%. So you got that going for you. But right now you're projected 76 and 85. Now, we've seen teams turn it around. Even recently, you couldn't have told me the A's would get a seven-game win streak this year. Maybe there is someone in that locker room that is just a negative Nelly. That is just bringing everyone else down. But for whatever reason, I, I, I will echo I will echo what Goldschmidt and what Arenado and even what Rainwright are saying. The players are not holding up their end. They are not playing with heart and hustle. And this started with Tyler O'Neill in the preseason, in spring training. It was the fifth game of the season. I'm sorry, when it fifth was game of the season where he when didn't. Ollie and him yeah. got called out because yeah. of his lack of hustle. A lack or of something. hustle. It has been an all-season thing. This Cardinals team doesn't have the heart of the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, and then I was just thinking about that. It even started before that. The cracks for the Cardinals before the season even started. Before all the players went to the WBC, it all started when Matt Holiday. Uh, left as he was going to be mm-hmm. the bench coach. And in January, he decided to uh, not take the job and resign and spend more time with his family. That is true. That so is true. He that... was hired in November, and then he left in January. And that was rather odd. We, yes, I remember us sitting time. here questioning, going, why did this happen? Yep. Um, That's the, when it all started. The other thing, Travis, and I, I will say this, and I don't think I'll get much slack for it, especially for you, um, being a Cardinal fan that you are, this is Marmol's second year mm-hmm. with the team. Did you not think that first year he was on autopilot? He didn't really have to manage anything because most of the same players came back from the year before where they already won and had that big win streak under Schilt and mm-hmm. won the division and everything like that. Do you think he did not manage well that year? And that's still what he's doing now. Only the central, in a way, got better by everyone else getting worse. Meaning, everyone has come back. 
Because you look at the Central, the Cardinals' second worst record in the NL are still only eight and a half games back of the Central. Yeah. The top four teams in the Central are separated by four and a half games. Yeah. Like, it's it's worse. It's not a competitive division. So everyone came back to you, but right. nobody's running away. No one's it. running away with it. So you're having to manage better because more of these games matter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas last year, the Cardinals finished seven games up on the Brewers for the Central. Right, and I think that, yeah, you probably didn't have to uh, manage or kind of be a leader of the locker room because you had all those other guys too, yeah. Albert, Yachty, and Wainwright to a certain yeah. extent as well. So, And you also had the fact... You had players kind of police themselves. Travis, it has become... And we've talked about it so many times. I feel like we're talking about it again, and we're a broken record. But I'm sorry, Cardinal. I'm sorry, Cardinal fans. I've got to say it. Lately, the Cardinals in big game stress situations have not performed. No. Now, this is not a playoff series, but we're seeing collapses in the ninth inning, eighth, ninth innings, which are big time stress innings, and they can't get it done on either side of the plate. Yeah, yeah, right. We can't score runs when no. everyone is in scoring position. I know Edmund just hit that grand slam yesterday, but one game does we've not make. Had, we've had a lot of uh, opportunities, just not. What was that twenty-seven in. men left on base over three games of the weekend? Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff you need to capitalize on. You need to cash in on, and right. the Cardinals are not doing it. No. And again, can I blame the manager on that? No. That's the players needing to execute at the plate. Maybe I can blame the manager for not being properly prepared, but if the players are telling me no one is working harder to get us prepared, I got to go with what the players are saying. Yeah. Because I'm not in that locker room. Right. Yeah, and uh, also during that uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch interview with uh, Goldschmidt, uh, he also said that his confidence in Marmol is as high as it's ever been. Yes. Come on. You can't say that with a straight face. He did. (sighs) <sighs> again like all he said it himself you can't keep doing the, the same thing uh over and over i understand his second part of that quote but you're right all you can't keep doing the same thing over and over so when is enough enough when is it going to be a time for a change is it going to come uh this weekend in new york if you get swept by the mets if you uh, lose the series with the nationals is he even going to make it to the london series who knows worst record in the nl travis yeah. Right. It's bad. It's bad. Now, yes, you have more wins than the Nationals, but you have more losses. So, percentage-wise, they are better than you. But again, as I said, as bad as this is, Travis, you're still only nine and a half out of the wild card. Yeah. You're still only eight and a half out of the Central. But it feels like a lot it more. It feels like a lot more. <laughs> but it, it's not at the point where we got to sell the farm this season's over. Right, and Mosaic. All of July, all of August, most of September left. Well, uh, Mosaic has said that at the end of May that this would be a kind of a GPS of where the season yeah. uh, was going. So uh, at the end of this month, you really will get a clearer picture of you know what the Cardinals are going to do. Uh, before the trade deadline and whatnot, or, you know, for the future with their uh, managerial position as well. So um, we can kind of get a gauge here the next couple weeks of Mm -hmm. still where we're at. But uh, I'm still here on the show when I'm to get rid of uh, Marmol first. But, you know, 
even if we get rid of Marmol, is that going to solve all the problems? No. And it's still a problem with the front office as well. Nothing really will make a wholesale change with the organization until uh, Moselec is gone. Travis, I'll say this. I have not seen a fire in the Cardinals team since they fired Mike Schilt. Possibly. I have, and I think that may have done as so much damage because they played well for him down the stretch, and it still cost him his job. Right. He won manager yeah. of the year, and it still cost him his job. Right, yeah, he was getting votes in the uh, and managerial I, vote of the year. And I think the players <laughs> Yep, and that was because slighted. of philosophical differences. Yes. I think you. there is no doubt you can trace it back to there. Yeah. Definitely. And that if he's still here, Matt Holiday, I'm sure, is the bench coach. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and we just talked about how well the Marlins were doing with, yeah, with the Skip. skip you yeah. know, he was kind of the right, right-hand man yeah. of uh, Ollie. So, uh, now after this uh, three-game sweep, we get the Mets, or we travel to the Mets. Yeah. As uh, we'll see what they did in the uh, Subway Series uh, last night and the arrest of Major League Baseball in the Cubs. They got the win last night. And we're not done with Cardinals tuning into the podcast. Yes, definitely uh, more stuff to uh, say about the Cardinals in the podcast, saying uh, definitely in the next uh, coming weeks as well. But uh, right now we'll uh, step away and we'll return to uh, talk about the rest of Major League Baseball from last night. And you set for tonight. That is one good thing. Cardinals are off tonight, so they won't lose a game tonight. That's true. So <laughs> we'll talk about it going on next. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank and Teutopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Rev up your engines and get ready for the annual Teutopolis Cruise Car Show. Cruise the streets of T-Town, listen to music, wander through the car show, or mingle with great friends. Food and cold beverages available for purchase, live entertainment, prize giveaways, and a 50-50 raffle. There will be a Power Wheel Demolition Derby for the kids. Come join them this Friday, June 16th at 5.30 p.m. Check out Teutopolis Cruise Car Show for more details and information. See you there. Whoever just hit those brakes hard for no reason was definitely not you. Eric never breaks randomly on the highway, Rubino, because you are a safe driver. And like most drivers who sign up for Snapshot from Progressive, which customizes your rate for how and how much you drive, you could earn a discount for your good driving. So keep on being you. 
Eric never breaks randomly on the highway, Rubino, and we'll keep on delivering the discounts. Sign up for Snapshot today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. Are your investments going nowhere? Here's a tip that always pays big dividends. Invest in yourself, your talent, your smarts, your skills. Maybe it's time to make that investment and start a career in IT. Or upskill to boost your current career. At My Computer Career, you can bank on us. We'll help you get the right skills and the right certifications to start or advance your IT career. IT keeps growing. So go with the growth at My Computer Career. The right training, the right timing, the right career. Invest in you at mycomputercareer.edu. Start now. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. And now, Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. <laughs> Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. On 98.9 The Game. CJ Frederick. Get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues are adding a couple of coaches to their bench. The team hired Mike Weber and Michael Babcock yesterday. Weber was an assistant coach for the club, while Babcock joins as a skills coach. Weber spent the last three seasons in the AHL as an assistant with the Rochester Americans. And Babcock was with Ottawa in 2022-2023. Chicago Sky look to avoid a third straight loss when they host the Indiana Fever at Wintrust Arena tonight. Sky are coming off a 93-80 loss to the Aces on Sunday. Chicago's sixth place in the WNBA at 5-5. Five five. Tonight's contest tips off at 7 o'clock. Jonathan Taylor is hoping to remain with the Colts long term. Indianapolis' star running back told the media Wednesday that he and the organization have had recent discussions about a potential contract extension. 24-year-old is entering the final year of his rookie contract and is hoping the deal will be finalized before the season starts. Taylor also pointed out that he's seen some disappointing developments with other running back contracts and is very aware of the realities. One Colts rookie season is over before getting a chance to begin. Safety Dan- Daniel Scott tore his ACL during OTAs and was placed on injured reserve for the remainder of the year. According to ESPN, the injury occurred on the final play of last week's practice. Scott was seen watching the last two practice sessions from the side. Indianapolis selected him in the fifth round of the 2023 draft out of the University of California. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit. Let's hit up on uh, some more MLB. Let's get to uh, everything else besides uh, St. Louis Cardinals. As the uh, Cubs, they got the win yesterday yeah. over the uh, Pirates, mm-hmm. ten to uh, six. Say a six-run six, run six yeah. for Chicago, but uh, Pittsburgh ended up taking the lead there in the seventh, but. 
Suzuki doubled in a couple runs. Mancini also uh, uh, scored a couple runners as well. Dominguez ten to six. Hey, we're looking for the sweep uh, against the Pirates. So mm, nice. Uh, that would that would be nice. That would be helpful. Uh, one two straight, and uh, you know, after the Angels kicked our butt last weekend, and you know, we uh, took two out of three from the Giants, which is something the Cardinals couldn't do, and then nope. uh, we're trying to sweep the Pirates. So maybe maybe we're turning it around, Travis. Maybe. Hey, we're mm. only four and a half back. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Well, thanks. Don't worry. We'll flush it all down the toilet, Travis. It's okay. I still don't believe in this team. Yeah. So, I mean that with all sincerity. I, I know I'm you do. I'm a Cardinal do. fan to a Cubs fan. I'm happy for hey, you. Hey, if there's one thing you want when the Cardinals are stinking, Travis, it's for the Cubs to stink too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Brewers, they lost six straight now yeah. as the uh, Twins won a 4-2. to two. Yesterday, I know that the other day, Carlos Correa had a, a walk-off homer to give Minnesota the win. Uh, the Braves and the Tigers had a doubleheader, and the Braves took both games. They won game one, 10-7, and then uh, they uh, won 6-5 to five and also win the series, as well as the uh, Tigers the other night had a, a walk-off winner, but not to be in the uh, doubleheader yesterday. In 10 innings, the uh, Mets, they snapped their little mini losing streak that they were on in a wild game as they win in extras of 4-3 to three over the uh, Yankees. Uh, the uh, Blue Jays, 3-1 to one over the Orioles, and uh, Jose Barrios carries a no-hitter into the seventh inning and ends up getting his seventh win. Uh, the Red Sox, they avoid the uh, sweep as they uh, beat the Rockies 6-3. Uh, the uh, Rangers, uh, they get back-to-back homers by uh, Simeon and uh, Seager, and they win 6-3. I know that uh, Shohei Otani had a couple of bombs the other night, and he hit one like 450 feet the opposite way. So, But not to be last name as the Rangers take that one. Uh, the Reds, they win over the uh, Royals 7-4. Uh, uh, they homer three times in the uh, fifth inning, and Cincinnati also pulls off the sweep of the Royals as well as I think you talked to before we came on about this, the A's we talk about bad yeah. they are, well, they went on that win streak and now the Royals are 18 and 50. Mm-hmm. So, and even though they're down there, it was the, the day we didn't have the show, Travis, congratulations to the, the A's getting that win with the reverse rally. Like we talked about uh, what I see thousands of fans there. It's like twenty four thousand. Most they've like had there oh, all yeah. year. Yeah, and it was definitely a, a great atmosphere uh, there. And at that one point in the uh, fifth inning, they had a, a silent. They were completely. The stadium was completely silent for the first batter of the fifth inning, and then uh, after the uh, batter completed his at-bat, the entire stadium started chaining sell the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so loud, the pitcher thought something was wrong with his pitch comm uh, there. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a pretty successful uh, night uh, overall. But uh, they couldn't get the win last night. They lost 6-3, to three, and they uh, snapped the seven-game winning streak that Oakland was on. Uh, the Astros, they got the win of uh, 5-2-4 over the uh, Nationals. And after the game, Dave Martinez uh, didn't like one of the uh, base path uh, rule that was enforced on uh, Washington. And he even had photo evidence. 
Of course you did. <laughs> As well. Um, the base running rule. Hey, if you're going to make a point, make sure you have <laughs> yeah, the photo evidence. I love it. I love it. Uh, the Marlins got the win over Seattle, four to one. Phillies win an extra over the uh, Diamondbacks, so four to three. Uh, the uh, Padres won over the Guardians, five to zero. Michael Walker, seven and two on to the season, turning back the clock. Also, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a homer, so did Manny Machado. And the White Sox got the win over the Dodgers, eight to two, uh, four. Uh, but they did lose uh, Mike Clevenger mm-hmm. uh, there to a possible injury. Uh, games going on today. Do we have any good pitching matchups out there with Toronto, Baltimore? Nope. Tampa finished up their series with Oakland. Uh, Aaron Nola going for Philadelphia against the Diamondbacks. Detroit, Minnesota. Sunny Gray. Gray. Yeah. Colorado and Atlanta. Shohei Otani pitching for the Angels against the uh, Rangers. That's a good one. That's a good one. Nathan Ovaldi. Uh, Pittsburgh and the uh, Cubs, Oviedo going against Stroman. Yep. So that could be good things for Chicago. Good. Uh, Gore versus Javier in the Nationals-Astros game. Uh, Guardians-Padres and the White Sox against the Dodgers again. Dylan Cease going for the White Sox. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we'll be back to talk about the U.S. Open currently teed off there in Los Angeles, and that's where we're hitting up on to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Henry H. Rogers III tweeted, How in the world do you allow, you and Key allow a Bronx-born and raised guy like Max to continue to jump on the bandwagon and say he's the leader of Laker Nation? He's a fraud. You root for your team, win, lose, or draw. Kick him back to New York. I was No, 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 you do not have... I was the afternoon drive host at 10 p.m. in L.A. This is Judge Key. Judge Key, you are the Laker fan of all fans. This is your town. You lay down the law on Mr. Kellerman. We would not accept his application, nor do we want anyone like that around our organization, rooting from afar or up close. You know the Lakers of Mayersville when you see him. Key, Jay, and Max, weekday mornings on 98.9 The Game. Beat the summer heat. Contact your local Heil dealer, Matthew Heating and Air Conditioning, for your air conditioning and heating needs. Heil specializes in complete home heating and air conditioning systems with the latest in indoor air quality control, reducing dust and airborne pollutants, and available Wi-Fi control. Heil dealers are committed to complete satisfaction. Find your local Heil dealer at heil-hvac.com or contact Matthew Heating and Air Conditioning today at 217-690-8020. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post-weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean... I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well... 
I might have to do the top three without the the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. Now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. We're here up against the uh, clock, but we still got more stuff to uh, dive into in the uh, podcast. Uh, this weekend is the uh, U.S. Open there at the uh, Los Angeles uh, Country Club there. Uh, it's pretty tradition in the U.S. Open. The uh, rough is extremely long, so it's going to be uh, difficult to get some uh, low scores out of there this weekend. And uh, currently uh, three under is the uh, uh, course lead right now uh, with uh, Jacob Solomon leading three under and Dylan Wu, the three under as well. Uh, we got a Ricky Fowler on the uh, course right now. A lot of players really haven't started uh, playing yet. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau currently one under through seven. Mm-hmm. Sergio Garcia out there as well. Max Homa uh, as well. Uh, Jason Day, Colin Marikawa, two over through five and six. Therefore, uh, them. JT, three over through seven. So not to a great start mm-hmm. for uh, him, I do have some uh, tea times later on and to be uh, looking out for Phil Mickelson uh, going at 2.59. Um, uh, Mitro Petra going at a 3.10. Uh, Cam Smith going at 3.30. Uh, there, Patrick Canley, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth. They're in that uh, 3.43 a group. Roy McElroy is in the same group as Brooks Kepka. Roy McElroy, Hideki Matsuyama, and Brooks Kepka all at 354. Mm. So, how about that? Roy and Kepka yeah. being in the same uh, group. And Well, they're all family now, Travis. Yeah, they're all together. And uh, isn't this uh, convenient that the uh, PJ Tour commissioner now is nowhere to be found because of a mysterious medical condition? Oh, yeah. So, it's currently on the I- IL. Yes. After Congress said they wanted to talk to him, right? No, ah, can't. Nope. Just comes down sick. Yep. You know. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about uh, the U.S. Open as well in the pod. Cause there's some interesting things about this uh, course in Los Angeles, Travis. The first time it's being held here, right? The U.S. Open. So yeah, um, we could see some history this weekend. I'll tell you more about that coming up. We could. So uh, get ready for the U.S. Open this uh, Father's Day weekend, and we'll keep them monitoring around one as well, bub. Uh, we're out of time here. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So enjoy that and uh, catch us more in the uh, pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 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 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome in to the podcast of the uh, starting uh, lineup. Still got more to uh, say about the uh, U.S. Open that we just uh, ran through uh, there. And we also got to get to the uh, SEC uh, schedule, what it looks like in the uh, 2024 season with Texas and Oklahoma involved in uh, that. And we also got this day in uh, sports history. And we also got some NASCAR stuff do a hit up on as well so that's all coming up yep. here in the uh, pod uh first before i get into the u.s open and the sec is there anything on sports in there that you wanted to hit up yeah the nevada legislator is approving a bill to help the oakland athletics build a 1.5 billion dollar stadium on the las vegas strip the bill was approved by the nevada state assembly on wednesday with some minor changes and was approved for a second time by the senate the bill includes 380 million dollars in public funding for the project and still needs the governor's signature for official approval, MLB owners are expected to authorize the A's move to Las Vegas with a vote on the relocation plan. And speaking of that boycott, Travis, uh, Stephen Piscotti tweeted out that if I could be there tonight, I would as a fan in Section 220, the home of a big part of my childhood. So yeah. I like the former players like trying to, but mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. It's nice gesture. It's over. Right. So. And uh, all these uh, other people, national media and everything else, yep. kind of saying it would be bad for the sport yep. if baseball leaves Oakland. But, yeah, it's pretty much going to happen whether we want it's it to happen deal. or not. Now, could some could a team eventually come back to Oakland? Possibly. Yeah. But they would need to build a new stadium first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets are going to be without a member of their pitching staff for a couple of weeks. Right-hander Drew Smith was suspended 10 games by Major League Baseball after being ejected from Tuesday night's game following a foreign substance check. Smith came out of the bullpen to start the seventh inning, but was ejected before taking the mound. Smith joins Max Scherzer as the second Mets player ejected for having a foreign substance on his hand this season. Yeah. Mm, Mets. Second one on this there? season, yeah. What's going on there, Mets? Um... An NBA superstar could be on the move this offseason. According to ESPN, the Washington Wizards team president and the agent of guard Bradley Beal are staying in close contact to discuss possible trade scenarios. Beal has four years remaining on a five-year, $251 million contract and is the only current player in the NBA to have a no-trade clause negotiated into his deal. With the NBA draft looming June 22nd and free agency commencing July 1st, conversations on Beal's future with the Wizards are expected to become more frequent. 29-year-old has spent his entire career with Washington since being selected third overall in 2012. Right, he always seems like that guy that you'd want to go yep. somewhere else yep. and be successful. But You mean kind of like a Dame? Yeah, yeah. that too. Uh, the 2021 Naismith College Player of the Year is closing in on her return to the court. UConn guard Paige Beckers told reporters on Wednesday that she is feeling really good as she recovers from a torn ACL. She missed the whole 2022-23 season after getting injured in a pickup game before last season. The senior guard added that she's in no rush to return and that she wants to be an even better player than she was pre-injury. She averaged 18 points per game in two seasons with the Huskies. Hmm. Houston Astros pitcher Lance McCullers Jr. will miss the entire 2023 season. General Manager Dana Brown announced on Wednesday that McCullers underwent surgery on his right forearm and is out the rest of the year. Brown says McCullers initially injured his forearm during the 2021 playoffs and aggravated the injury in February. McCullers is expected to return to the mound in 2024. Mm-hmm. And finally, Travis. Yep. Officials representing Chicago's first NASCAR street race 
are touting next month's event in Grand Park. They took part in a hearing yesterday before the City Council's Committee on Pedestrian and Traffic Safety. 10th Ward Alderman Peter Chico said he expects the races to turn out well, but he's not sure because it's the first event of this kind in the city. Members of the group Safe Cities for All Coalition don't believe the races should happen at all due to safety concerns. The Grant Park event is set for July 1st and 2nd and will close parts of DuSable Lakeshore Drive for several days in a few weeks. Hmm. So members of NASCAR were there as well at this meeting to, uh, you know, let let things let people know this is going to be a good deal. This is going to be okay. It's going to so, be a good deal. I uh, we'll see. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> right. I'm not I holding hold my, my breath, breath at either. All. I would die if I was holding my breath. So, <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll piggyback that Travis into our our brief little NASCAR talk. Mm-hmm. So there have been some rumors going on. About well, first of all, we'll start with the one that is fact. Uh, Legacy Motorsports that we talked about is moving to Toyota next year. That is the Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson teamed, and there were talks that Jimmy was not going to drive anymore because Jimmy has only driven Chevys his entire career. Mm-hmm. And the Toyota Racing president came out and said, "No, Jimmy's driving next year, so Jimmy Johnson will be driving a Toyota next year." Hmm. So take that for what you will. There you go. But the other thing that has been rumored about is the schedule for next year. We don't have anything concrete, but we have heard some rumors. One I like, one I don't like. Mm. One I like is that, well, we'll start with what I don't like. So California is not going to be finished with their rebuild project, where they're turning the California Motor Speedway and the one-and-a-half-mile oval into a short track, basically. That is not going to be done before next season. Mm. There are talks that instead of going out to the West Coast that weekend, NASCAR will be heading to Montreal. For a road course race. Ooh. Not a fan of that. I don't want to add another road course to schedule. There's already too many of them. <laughs> now, the reason why people are kind of excited about that is, does that mean that Indy is going back to being an oval? And that that road course is replacing what Indy would have brought as a road course. It's going to go back to the traditional Indy Motor Speedway. If that's the case, then I'm 100% for it. Because I don't like the Indy road course. I want to race on the oval. That's mm-hmm. where the tradition is. It's yeah. not the road course. So, yeah, no. But the thing I'm excited about, Travis, is it looks like, first of all, Coda will be returning, which is a good thing. I think that's a great track. But the second thing is it looks like Bristol Dirt is gone. Ooh. It looks like the Bristol Dirt experiment is going to possibly be over. And then instead, they will be turning it into that race weekend. We'll go to North Wilkesboro. Mm. for a points-paying event. Nice. So, if that is true, I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that we're losing a date at Bristol and we're just going to get one Bristol race next year? If that's the case, I'm not a fan. Mm. I would much rather get Bristol and North Wilkesboro on the track as opposed to just one or the other. Right. But if NASCAR hasn't made any changes to the short track car, then I really don't want either on the track because those <laughs> races have stunk this year yeah. and last year. So it's a catch-22. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited if North Wilkesboro is back on the track and back on the schedule in a points-paying race, not just the all-star race. But I think a lot of people also want to make sure that they get the car right before they do that. So. Mm. That's right. our little bit of NASCAR news. Mm. 
get some They're rumors. hoping to have a schedule release in August, but it looks like it'll be more September. Ooh. Okay. Yes. So, so possible September uh release of the schedule there, but we're hearing starting to hear some trickles. We know Phoenix will close out the uh season next year. It's already been announced that it will be the championship race again. Not a fan of that either, but <laughs> All right. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. Can't do anything about it. They like they like Phoenix, even though the racing is absolutely awful. As um, one of the podcasts, uh, Jamie McMurray was on a podcast I listened to, Travis, and he said that uh, Phoenix has not had a good race since 1987. <laughs> so until... Uh, That's a long time. Yeah, and he's not wrong. So <laughs> until we get that figured out, I hate that that is the championship weekend. But again, you can't have the championship be you can't have it be a road course because that's not fair. No, you can't have it be like a Daytona, a Talladega, because that's just a push. Like that's that shouldn't be how you crown your champion. Yeah, you can't have it be a short track because so you got to have it be something kind of in between. I still think Homestead was the best track to end it on. I know Travis hates South Beach. <laughs> But you're in South Beach. That's a warm place in November for people to go to. It's a nice place for people to go party afterwards and celebrate and stuff like that. It's a lot better than Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Arizona would be a good destination in November, too. But Yes, but warm by the water or warm in the desert? Mm-hmm. It gets cold at night in the desert when you're trying to celebrate. It does. It does. Hmm. Never been out there. I haven't either, but I watched the Weather Channel once. Mm-hmm. Once. Once. So, mm-hmm. but there you go. That is uh, that's our, our NASCAR update. Again, no race this week. So. Yep. So, uh, we'll pause the pick'em. Yep. And save it for next week. Nashville. So save it for Nashville. All right. Uh, so we uh, talked about it earlier this month. We talked about the uh, Big Ten releasing the 2024 football schedule for the incoming USC and UCLA teams. Well, the SEC, uh, they revealed their 2024 schedule as well, or at least the opponents, the conference opponents for the uh, teams in 2024 with the addition of Oklahoma and uh, Texas. But first, before we get to uh, those two, what they have on their schedule, Alabama is playing Georgia in the regular season next year, and it'll be in Alabama there. So that's a huge matchup in the regular season. Uh, They don't play uh, that often in the regular season, but they will do that. Uh, in 2024, so that's uh, something to look forward to. Of course, Texas and Oklahoma, they are going to be in the uh, same uh, division, I guess you would say, as Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. Hey, speaking of Nashville, Vanderbilt there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, a brutal schedule there. Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, LSU, Auburn. Oof. For Vandy. 
Uh, Oklahoma, of course, uh, the their rivalry game with Texas is not going anywhere, and it'll still be there in uh, the uh, Cotton Bowl. But uh, the uh, Sooners, uh, they have at home, they have Tennessee and uh, South Carolina, and they're also uh, going to host the Crimson Tide of Alabama. So first season in the league, you get Alabama. At least you get it at home, but Alabama and Oklahoma matching up yeah. in uh, 2024. Uh, you also got uh, uh, Oklahoma traveling to Auburn, Old Miss, Mizzou, and LSU as well. So uh, you're on the road to Death Valley there in LSU. So mm-hmm. not a tremendously difficult schedule on the away side uh, there, but you got Alabama and Tennessee on it at home. Uh, Texas, uh, they got at home, they got Mississippi State, Kentucky, and they also have Florida and Georgia as well. So Oklahoma gets Alabama and Texas gets Georgia. And at least it's there at home. And, hey, Texas is familiar with uh, Alabama as they've played uh, last year. And they're going to play this year as well. So uh, it's going to be in prime time, I believe. I saw that uh, schedule there in Alabama. So uh, you get three straight seasons, twice Alabama. And mm-hmm. Georgia. At least you get it at home, though. That's true. Uh, their away games technically is uh, Oklahoma in uh, the Cotton Bowl, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and a Texas A&M as well on the road. So hostile environment to uh, say the least. No love loss between uh, Texas and a Texas A&M, and so that should be a, a big conference matchup uh, rivalry game mm-hmm. that's going to be in 2024 especially on the road with the 12th man with the Longhorns and Aggies matching up. So um, not an overly difficult schedule there for a Texas away, uh, but uh, Texas A&M would probably be the highlight of that schedule mm-hmm. on the road at least. Uh, Georgia would be the other uh, highlight uh, there for 2024. Um, you know, Alabama, they got the uh, Iron Bowl, of course, with Auburn, mm-hmm. Missouri, South Carolina, and Georgia at home. They're on the road against LSU, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt as well. Georgia's got that neutral site game with Florida and Jacksonville. You also got Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and they're on the road against Alabama, Old Miss, Kentucky, and Texas as well. So... That's the uh, 2024 SEC schedule. Mizzou, they got Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma at home, and they're on the road against Alabama. Ouch. Texas A&M. Ouch. And Mississippi State and South Carolina as well for Mizzou. Tough to beat Mizzou. Tough to beat them. And I I like how you brought up a lot of those. Let's, Let's dive a little deeper into a couple of these. One series that will not be played in 2024, Travis, LSU Auburn will not happen. Hmm. Uh, the Tiger Bowl, as fans return to it, refer to it, um, has had many iconic moments in its time. But uh, as you mentioned, Georgia will play at Alabama. It'll be the fifth time in the last 20 seasons that these two teams will meet outside of an SEC title game or a bowl game. Yeah. Texas will host Florida and Georgia. It'll be the first time since 1958 that Texas and Georgia will meet in the regular season. And the first time since 1940 that Florida and the Longhorns will wow. meet. At all. They haven't even played a full game against each other since 1940. Really? Uh, Texas and Texas A&M will be renewing their rivalry, which came to an end in 2011. Prior to that, the two in-state rivals met annually since 1915. 
Ooh. So it was a long rivalry. Yeah. And Oklahoma will host Alabama as well. As you said, it will be the team's first meeting outside of the postseason since 2003. Travis, I look at this schedule and I go, wow, a lot of good matchups there. A lot of, lot of exciting things. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered why this is happening and why the SEC allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if Georgia were to lose at Alabama or Texas was to beat Alabama, it's okay because it's an expanded playoff now. Mm-hmm. One win, won't, one loss won't do you in now if you're an yeah. SEC school. So we can have more of these marquee matchups in the regular season because it won't matter as much. Right. And that got me upset. <laughs> yeah, I guess you take take the good with the bad, I guess. Because if, if you we, call it bad. If we're still doing a four team playoff, there's no way they find some way to make sure Georgia and Alabama don't play each other other than the odd year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and there was that big debate whether you go eight league games or nine league games or whatever. Mm-hmm. They went with the eight route. Yep. There. So who do you think did it better, SEC or Big Ten? Hmm. Uh, Me personally, I think, of... the, I think the Big Ten did it wrong. But Yeah. I mean, you don't really have – I didn't really see a problem with the, the Big Ten schedule. I mean, Illinois got the shaft for sure well, in and, 2024. But... And I don't like – and you can you can call me what you want to call me. That's fine. I take criticism very well. I don't <laughs> like the, for example, Iowa having three protected matchups every year. That those three games are, are going to be, because they're rivalry games, they're going to be on their schedule every year. Mm-hmm. While Penn State has none. While Penn State has none. Right. You should have picked a number. And even here in the SEC, they have rivalries that they're not doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear anyone up in arms about it. No. So, at some point, you have to realize, like, this is an evolving college football. Right. You have to sometimes let things go for a year. I'm not saying forever. For a year. Mm-hmm. Let a rivalry go for a year. That's how you make new ones. Yeah. Yeah, but the Big Ten, all about that tradition and SEC. Yeah, legacy and legends, right? Yeah, it's just about uh, good football. And uh, no matter what of these matchups you'd say are going to be good football. Why do you think one is always in the uh, championship game and one is always sitting at home watching it? Exactly. Right? Yep. So... There you go, SEC. At least the uh, uh, Big Ten have the next two years decided. I only heard SEC having 2024 uh, decided. So at least we have that together. We have two years of schedule, and they only have one. By golly, we got that right. (laughs) We beat them at something. Hey, it's about time. (laughs) We used to say basketball, but not anymore. Nope. Not not anymore. (sighs) Hmm. So uh, that was a SEC uh, schedule that was released uh, yesterday. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit at the uh, end of the show there on the Trashel show that the U.S. Open currently underway, teed off there in L.A. at the uh, Country Club. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't lean in the rough. That's a jungle. Yeah. They're not very cut short. No. 
It is not. As so. you'd expect from a U.S. Open. Like. Yeah. So it uh, looks like the leaders are still uh, three under here as we're uh, recording. So uh, four players up there mm. at three under. So who's there doing good? Yeah. Mm. Justin Rose and Patrick Reed not doing so good. A couple other things on the U.S. Open, Travis. I mentioned uh, before the end of the show on the Terrestrial Hour that uh, we may see some history made in this uh u.s open yeah as there's just a handful of players that have ever won not one but two majors at a debuting course Mm -hmm. as the los angeles country club was the seventh venue to make its u.s open debut over the last 50 years some of those winners include uh Payne stewart Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, and Brooks Kepka at those new ones. The L.A. Uh, uh, Country Club's North Course is the 16th best course in the U.S., Travis. 16th best. 16th best. <laughs> in the last 60 years, there have been four players to win multiple majors at a venue's debut event. Those include Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. who won the 2002 U.S. Open at Bethpage Black, and the 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Lee Trevino, 1974 PGA Championship at Tanglewood, and the 84 PGA at Shell Creek. Jack Nicklaus, 63 PGA Championship at Dallas, 71 PGA Championship at PGA National, 72 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and VJ Singh, Travis, the 98 PGA Championship and the 2004 PGA Championship. So here are the players that could do it. They already have one of these major wins at a new course. Mm -hmm. Colin Morikawa. Yep. Justin Thomas. Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Rory. Mm-hmm. So here's here's what I'm asking you, Travis. Those five are the field. One of those five to win or the field. Ooh. Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Rory. Ooh. Uh it'd be uh, difficult to uh, bet against uh, Kepka the way that he's playing. Mm-hmm. There, mm, man, I would probably go. I would probably go the field. You go the field. Yeah. Okay, I'll go those five. I'll mm-hmm. I'll get one of those five to win. Okay. I would love if Rory won. Yeah. Like the the week that all this live PGA stuff, which it's not over by any stretch, because the Department <laughs> of Justice is looking into it. Yes, I saw so it's, that. So it's it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. But the the week that everything gets together, Rory wins and finally wins another major. Yeah. Because he never wins majors. <sighs> is the this only the one, one. Go ahead. Is this the one that he's looking for? I believe it is. The only one I know for... No, he's won a U.S. Open, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, in yeah. 2011. Yeah, he's won a U.S. Open. He hasn't won a Masters. He won that. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep. That's the one he's looking for. Yep. I knew he was looking for one of the majors. Scheffler and Rahm are the two that scare me in my, my five versus the field. <laughs> right, exactly. Those are the two that scare me. Yeah. But... Hey, I'm willing. I'm willing to take that. And maybe someone comes out of nowhere. I don't know if Fitzpatrick last year really yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. Came that's out true. of nowhere, but uh, he's currently in a nice little group at uh, three, 
you know, 3.30 uh, there with uh, Cameron Smith and Dustin Johnson oh. as well with the defending champion Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm. Hmm. Um, that is a decent little group. Yeah, Finau, Spieth, Cantley, 3.43, McElroy, Matsuyama, and Kepka at a 3.54 there, so... We'll uh, be looking out for that, see how round one mm-hmm. develops. Uh, whoever uh, Hank Limboda is, he's probably not going to make the cut. You don't think so? Seven over right now. Ooh. He's a 62 right now through 14. Ooh. Not so not, great. Not so good, no. Mm-mm. Not so great. So, hmm. All right, so that's the uh, U.S. Open. We'll continue to uh, monitor that. Mm-hmm. What's next on the uh, list of this date? Yeah. Stay in sports history. We got we got a lot of them to recap because we didn't do the entire week. So mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, June 12, 2002, the Lakers completed a sweep in the NBA Finals of uh, the Nets, um, winning their third consecutive title. So mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. They became the fifth team in NBA history to win at least three straight titles. Mm. Yep. Um, 2008, the Celtics overcame a 24-point deficit to beat the Lakers, 97-91, to take a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. It's the biggest comeback in the Finals since 1971. And I know Travis hated this one. June 12, 2011, the Dallas Mavericks spoiled LeBron James' first season in Miami to win their first NBA title by winning Game 6 of the Finals, 105-95. to That's right. Yep. That was a, a good one, a good mm-hmm. memory. <laughs> Dirk got his title. Yes. Uh June 13th, 2003, Roger Clemens reached a pair of tremendous milestones in the same game versus the Cardinals. His seventh strikeout of the game is number 4,000 of his MLB career, making him just the third pitcher to reach the milestone at the time. He would later be joined by Roger Randy Johnson. And after the Yankees completed their 5-2 victory over the Cardinals, Clemens collected his 300th career win, one of 24 pitchers to date to do that. Of the four members of the 4,000 strikeout club, Clemens' 354 career wins are the most. There you go. There is that. Also on June 13th, 2012, Matt Cain pitched the 22nd perfect game in Major League history and the first for the Giants, striking out a career-high 14 batters to beat the Astros 10 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 14th, 1998, Michael Jordan scored 45 points, stealing the ball from Carl Malone and hanging a jumper with 5.2 seconds left to give the Bulls an 87-86 win and a 4-2 series win over Utah for a sixth and final NBA title. Following the season, Jordan retires from the NBA for a second of three times. Mm-hmm. The famous shot yep, the where he shot. shakes and bakes Byron Scott. Mm-hmm. Byron yep. Scott, that is all you will ever be known for. I know he was a coach, but... Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it Byron Russell? Byron Russell. That's what I meant, not Byron Scott. Sorry. Sorry. Um, and then, Travis, on this day. So we're finally up to today. 2011, the Bruins defeated the Canucks 4-0 in Game 7 to become Stanley Cup champions for the first time since 1972. A riot ensued in the streets of Vancouver after the game. Ah, uh, Yes. Remember the riot? Yeah, I do. Uh, On this day in 2008, down to his last stroke at Torrey Pines, Tiger Woods sinks a 12-foot birdie putt to force an 18-hole playoff against Rocco Mediate in the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Him watching, watching, and the double fist pump. Right, yep. And also, Travis, on this day, back in 1964, one of the most lopsided trades in MLB history, the Cardinals acquired Lou Brock from the Cubs. Ah. So there you go. 
That's a good one. That's a good one for you. For some of us. <laughs> it worked out for one team. I mean, I don't know, Travis. I mean, I think that uh, Ernie Broglio and Doug Clemens and Bobby Shantz ended up having good careers in Chicago. No? I I don't know. You wouldn't know, I, even if... I haven't heard of them. Even if they came up to you and said, hi, I'm this guy. Yep, nope. So. Wouldn't know. And there you go. That's uh, all your days in sports history. We'll have more tomorrow. We're caught up. Including what happened in that playoff hole. Right. Uh, definitely remember that. Finally, mm-hmm. I watched every hole. Uh-huh. Oh, did you? Yep, all 18. I did not. That was a, a good day. I was not into golf at that time. I mean, I was into Tiger. But I think everyone who was the age 10 to <laughs> 16 was into anything Tiger Woods did. Right. Yep. Mm. Remember it well. He remembers it well, just like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just like it was yesterday. I remember yesterday we weren't here. We weren't. That's why I remember it like yesterday. But we were today. That's right. And we'll be tomorrow. And we will be tomorrow. <laughs> and then we'll take a then we'll take a break for a couple of days, and then we'll come back. Yeah, and come back all over again. Yep. Do it again. We do have an, an announcement coming, probably started next week. So yeah, stick around for that. All right, and uh, we also uh, mentioned uh, earlier this week about the uh, conclusion of uh, local sports. You're at the very end of the pod, I guess. A reminder that we got our uh, top sports stories uh, coming up coming at up, yep. the uh, end of the month as well, since we're going to hit the halfway point of the year there, conclude yep. the sixth month of the year so on we'll the 30th the, we'll have that yep we'll have that on the uh, program so make sure you stick around for uh that one bud uh that's gonna do it for us here uh, today we'll be back for your feel good of friday uh, tomorrow to close out uh, the uh, week uh, strong and get you set for the uh, weekend in uh, major league baseball we'll see what happens the cardinals and mets we'll talk about it coming up tomorrow thanks for listening thanks for downloading peace